This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 290 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to talk about how to set work-life boundaries working from home. Now, for many of us, this has changed since the pandemic. Many of us might have been outside of the home, while some of us might have been at home but weren't used to having other spouses, partners that actually started to work at home and may not have gone back out into the workforce because they found that it was better for them, whether it was their business decision or their own decision, to continue to work from home. So your life may have changed over the years what this looks like. And I think as we're going into the summer months, this is even more important for women that are home with children that are either itty bitty or even high school age. So whether you have a family that is still in the home or you have your daughter that lives down the street that may not understand these boundaries that you need to have in place, this episode is truly going to help you with that. So the very first thing that I want to make sure that you do is I want you to set work hours. You need to know what those days, what those hours look like for you, whether you're going to get up prior to the kids getting up and you're going to work from five to seven, and then you're going to take a break and get them breakfast and do all the things. You need to know for yourself what those hours are going to look like. And when you set those work hours, it is also going to be important that you articulate and communicate those hours to your adult support system. And we're going to talk more about that adult support system as we get along in this episode. But I really want to make sure that you understand you have to know those set work hours, whether you have someone that's going to be there at that time when your kids are home or during the day when you're going to be working or whether they're not there during the day. So decide on what those work hours are going to look like for you. And of course, for some of us, we're only going to have little pockets of time because maybe we have toddlers or we have newborns. You go through all of these different phases is. And what you have to be able to determine is these are my hours. This is when I'm going to be focused. And then you need to know what it is that you're going to focus on during that time. The next thing that you need to do is to make sure that you set up a workspace. You have to have a spot that everyone in the home knows is yours. And if you're at that spot, you are working. And this cannot be from your cell phone. We're going to talk a lot more about your cell phone and how you have to create boundaries with that. But your workspace needs to be, whether it is a desk that you put in your bedroom, if you live in a two-bedroom apartment, if it is a home office that you set up to be the space that you know that you are going to go to. It can't be you take your laptop and you go to the kitchen table and all the kids are running around in all different spaces. That's hard for them to understand the difference between that boundary when you have that work space and when you actually have that kitchen table that you're just using. So find a spot that you can say, this is my workspace. This is when you see me doing this, when I am here, they know that a certain almost protocol is going to come into place. The next piece is once you have the work hour set up and your workspace, you need to come 
communicate with your adult support. Now, that for some of us is going to be our husband, our partner, our wife, whatever that may look like for you. It also may be maybe you're a single mom and your your own mother comes and takes care of the kids during certain hours or has a habit of stopping by and wanting you to take her every which way and wants to go shopping randomly on this day. Whether you have kids or not, that could still be the case for you. You could be a younger married couple that live at your home and have your mom stopping by at all hours to take her shopping or to just sit and chat because she wants to see her daughter. You need to be able to talk to your adult support system, the people that are in your lives that could potentially be interrupting your day and communicate what it is that you need. These are my work hours. This is what I do. If you don't set up the first two pieces that we've talked about, the work hours and the workspace, it is going to be very difficult for the people in your lives to see that there are boundaries that are actually going to be taking place. Now, once you communicate with your adult support system, you want to actually, if you have children in the home, to create a protocol with the children as far as expectations. What do you expect them to do? If you are home during the day and your partner works out of the home and you're home with the kids over the summer and they need something, what is it going to look like? How little are they? Can they go to their bigger sister, go to their bigger brother, ask them to do certain things. Can you set up times where this is what we're going to do? We're going to color for 20 minutes while mommy sits at her desk and goes through and does some writing. And I'm going to have an earbud so I can focus and you're going to put on some headphones and you're going to listen to your favorite music while you color. What does it look like? How can you get them to focus on that so that you can focus on your work? If you have older kids, I have a nine-year-old and 12 and a half-year-old. They are more sufficient. They have no, understand responsibility. They also understand consequences. So that if they do continuously interrupt, I am going to continuously interrupt them later when they are on trying to use their cell phone or they're trying to use their iPad because it's their downtime. I'm going to interrupt that and take that as that part of the consequence for having interrupted mommy's attempt to try to work during the day. It's having those discussions, though, for them to understand what are going to be the consequences if they do continue to interrupt. If they have a tendency, like my nine-year-old, to come into my office, stand right where I can still see her, where my clients can't see her, but I can, and try to pass me a note that says, can I curl my hair? That's not a relevant thing that needs to be asked when mommy is speaking to a coaching client and getting distracted by you because you're trying to pass me a note about wanting to curl your hair. That is a conversation that has had to happen more than once. This is not always something that they're going to pick up right away. And it's something where you have to know that you're continuously having a conversation with them about what your day is going to look like, communicating what you expect, why you're doing what you're doing so that they understand it. And sometimes with my nine-year-old, it had to be a discussion that explained to her why I'm working. You want to be able to do dance camp and you want to be able to go to Disney and dance at Disney. This is why mommy works so that we can be able for you to, to afford to be able to go do these dance competitions and all this extra stuff. So if you want to do dance, you got to let mommy do her work. And sometimes it's simple kind of comparisons like that that kick into them where, oh wait, 
that's almost like a consequence. If I can't keep myself from interrupting, I'm not going to be able to go to Disney. So really figuring out those ways that you can communicate these kind of almost expectations for your child. Then the last thing, which we are going to continue to talk about over the next month, is to set boundaries with social media and your phone. And that's not just for your work hours. I know that many of you listening are influencers or bloggers, and social media is a huge part of your business. You have to set a boundary, though, with it when it comes to being outside of your work hours. If your kids are running around now and you've had your time to work and you've set that aside, being distracted by your cell phone where you then get interrupted and triggered by the fact that your kid is interrupting you and you then snap at them is a problem. You have to be able to set those boundaries and show them what a healthy relationship with a phone looks like. Because for many of us, when we don't demonstrate that to our kids, as they get older and they have cell phones and they have iPads, they're not going to understand what that looks like. So, and this isn't something that I will tell you, I have worked hard at this. I have not always done been good about this. I usually have my cell phone nearby. But anytime that they are trying to talk to me, if I'm trying to have a conversation, there are certain rules that we have in place so that cell phones are not at the dinner table. They are off to the side, turned upside down. And I do the same thing even during my work day. All my notifications are turned off on my phone. I am not going through and seeing text messages. The only ones that can get through are if it's during the school year are my kids' teachers and my husband. That's it. So really trying to figure out the best way to have boundaries with social media and your phone inside your workday and then outside of your workday, especially with your kids, is going to be so important. I appreciate you guys so much for listening in. As always, if you haven't left a reading and review on your favorite podcasting app, I would so appreciate it. You can send me a screenshot at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I will perform a free content marketing audit for you. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then.